Dina is um, collecting names of people that would like to join us for healing the roots of cluttering. So go ahead, stand up again so I can all see where you are. And so you can talk to her. I think we have seven, six or seven. So we probably have room for up to 12. So if you'd like to join us, and my goal with that was actually to do three, to have three. And I'm sort of joking that this is part 1A because this is, this is meaningful ministry time for anyone that has roots of cluttering. But then we'll have three that are focused on the roots. And everyone's roots might be a little different. So we just really want to help you understand why there's cluttering. And we're not talking about the, the hoarding. Well, it could be if, if you have hoarding issues. But we're just really looking at the general deeper issues so that God can help you with that and begin. And we're doing three on purpose because you want to have a sense of time to work on it and then come back. Kind of some accountability between those three. So anyway, great to have all of you. I think more of you have filtered in now. Do you all have a sheet? Is there someone in the back handing out um, two sheets? You should have a, a worship sheet and um, uh, a worksheet. Thank you, Candace. <laughs> My friend Candace back there is holding it down. <laughs> so. I want to introduce Tim. He's my dear friend. He also does sets over at Pi Hop in Pasadena. So he's going to be um, helping with piano. And uh, I'm just going to be plunking around. So I felt like before I get started, um, the format for today will be that I'm going to share for about half an hour. And in the midst of that half an hour, you're going to be processing. You're going to be figuring out why do I need God's comfort? How do I want him to minister to me today? How have I been hindering his ministry to me in comfort? But before we do that, I felt like the Lord said um, that we're supposed to practice singing in the spirit. And I know many of you do feel comfortable doing this, but I feel like it's really important. I'll be talking more about it later. But um, I feel like we should practice so that when we get into, whether it's the worship, uh, that you'll feel free and that also you'll feel free to do this in your home because it's a real powerful way to comfort your soul, to command your soul, to, uh, it causes your spirit to arise. I know many of you know the scriptures. It talks clearly, it was in 1 Corinthians um, 12, about edifying our spirit. When we're, seeing, when we're speaking in our own spiritual language and it's not, a, it's not a word to be heard in the congregation, we're edifying. That word is to build up. We're strengthening and building up our spirit. Well, what do we need when we need comfort? We need the Holy Spirit and our spirit to be built up so that we can feel his presence and comfort. So we're just going to play something simple. You want to do E minor, maybe? I'll let you do it. Now, some of you say, well, I don't have a personal language. It's my theology that you actually have, have one inside that hasn't been released yet if you have the Holy Spirit. It's the language of our spirit. So if we're trying to build up our spirit, we want the Holy Spirit in our spirit. He's given us a language, and all of ours are a little different. And I also wanted to share in a very practical training way, some of you are, are worried about your voices. You're far enough apart. No one's going to hear you. Others of you are worried because you don't know how to do the words. Well, the words, just like in English, we don't sing, I praise you, Lord, I praise you, Lord, I praise you. We don't go, we go, it's syllables. You need to sing slowly. Your language needs to come out as syllables 
just like in English. We're not racing through the words when we sing in English. So I want the Lord just to bring this freedom in your heart for the first time for some of you and for others of you. It's rusty, and for others of you, you do it all the time. So let's just focus not on our language. If you don't have a language, if you don't have a Holy Spirit tongue language, then just sing in English, and I'll be going in and out of both because singing in the Spirit is in English and in and in um, our spiritual language. So we'll just say, Praise you, Lord, we love you, Lord. And you could just say, Alleluia, Alleluia. Corrando y alandi I'm doing it on one note on purpose. Coyalanda ya sorranda. Corrando riasi. We focus on you, O Lord. We love you, O Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We love you, O God. Corrando y alasaroche. of the living God within me well up as a mighty river. Lord, we say that scripture today, my eyes have not seen, my ears have not heard, neither has entered into my heart what you have in store for me. 
and will stay comfort. Lord, my eyes have not seen and my ears have not heard. Neither has entered into my heart the comfort that you have for me. Let's say that again. My eyes have not seen, my ears have not heard. Neither has my heart begun to conceive of the comfort that you have for me. You can pat your heart and belly because you live in here. You dwell within me. This, my body, is your temple. We're all just just pray concurrently with me. So I say with a heart, a hand on my belly, I say, thank you, Jesus, that you said out of my belly will flow rivers of living water. Well up, O oh spirit within me. I say, spirit, come upon, but I say, spirit, well up in me. I don't need to beg for something to come on me. I have you in me, Holy Spirit, the comforter. Holy Spirit, the comforter. You live in me. Now we're just going to use some other scriptures. Greater are you in me, Holy Spirit of comfort. Greater are you in me than he that is in the world. Greater are you in me, Holy Spirit of comfort, than the craziness in my life. Greater are you, Holy Spirit of comfort within me than my concerns, my fears, my anxieties. Greater are you within me, Holy Spirit of comfort, than my griefs and my sorrows that you understand and you minister to and you console. Greater are you within me, Holy Spirit of comfort, than anything within me secret or known that would cause me distress. Greater is your spirit of comfort, O Lord. Greater is your spirit of comfort. So Father, we're just going to, later after I speak, Lord, we're just going to worship you. We're going to glorify you that you are El Elyon, the most high God, that you are seated upon the throne, that nothing happens in our lives that you do not know about. Nothing is going on in our heart that you do not understand. You are El Elyon, the Most High God, above all. And you are our comforter. You sent your spirit to live within, not just to pat us on the head and say, oh, you'll get over it, but to live within, to weep with us, to gather our tears into your vial, to minister Relief to minister encouragement, to minister consolation. So we say, Holy Spirit, open our hearts. We just say now, Lord, I choose by the act of my will to open the gates of my heart. I choose by the act of my will to open the gates of my mind. I choose by the act of my will to open with your hand in your belly the gates of my inner being that feels like I can never quite get comforted or feels like you're going to comfort everyone else but me or feels like I'm just supposed to live in this place, wherever that is, that you know what I mean, wherever you are right now and you feel stuck. So Lord, thank you. We're opening that place and we're saying, I choose to believe you are a better comforter than I have understood you to be. Because my eyes have not seen, my ears have not heard, neither has entered into my heart how good a comforter you are. Lord, we haven't begun to conceive of the depths 
I'm thinking of that scripture about your love, the heights and the depths and the breadths of your comfort. This is one aspect of that love in that scripture in Romans. That, Lord, nothing can separate us from your love. Well, your comfort, we thank you that your comfort is one aspect of your love. And there is plenty. There is more than enough. Lord, we speak that out under our breath. There is more than enough comfort. I may not have known how to tap in. I may have felt, even from a childhood place, that I was comfortless or I just had this sorrow that could not be comforted but Lord you're saying today I am able to comfort you I am more than enough for this place that needs your comfort I am more than enough for this place that needs comfort we thank you Lord now as we look at a few scriptures and as we open our heart you are going to we're just going to be quiet while Tim plays music for a minute We're just going to say, Lord, even now, speak into my heart how you want me to open to receive your comfort today. Why do I need your comfort? How do I need your comfort? What place in my heart is starving, thirsty for comfort? something's coming to mind, you could even start to write at the bottom of the front page and the top of the back. If he speaks to you now, please go ahead and write write that down. How do I need your comfort, Lord? Thank you, Lord. We just want to lay a hand over what we just wrote. And we just want to say, Lord, I choose to receive a gift of faith that you are able to comfort these areas of need. I choose to 
believe. I choose to receive a gift of faith. Part of me doubts. Part of me wonders if it's just too much. These aren't logical thoughts. They're feelings. But Lord, we choose right now to lay our hand over it and just say, Lord, you are desiring to comfort me in these areas. I choose to believe your heart longs to comfort me. And I choose to receive a gift of faith that you are able. You are a God who is able to comfort me in these ways. Like someone else said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I choose to believe. Help my unbelief. But that Holy Spirit, you are the greater one within me. You can supersede those places of doubt or wounding that would hinder me. But you hear my will and my will says I open these areas And I choose to receive, and we'll do that again later. I choose to believe you are able, even if my mind and my heart in the corners have doubt. So we thank you, Lord. Open our hearts to receive. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. So if you'd like to take your sheet, Um, if you look at the bottom of the back, some of you might want to do it. I wanted us all to pull out our phones right now. I I should go get mine. I'd like to, so we'll make sure they're all turned off. Unshakable Trust to just peek. It's much nicer on a computer. <laughs> oh, at the bottom of the back, you'll see www.unshakabletrust.com. And um, if you'd like to go there first and just peek at it, and then you can turn your phone off. And there's little, there's little lines, I think it's the upper right, and you can see what's going on. Basically, what I've been doing with the face-to-faces for many, many years is creating an environment. My desire today is to create an environment where the Holy Spirit can reveal to your heart the aspect of the Lord's character that we're looking at. So today, it's comforter. So we're wanting to come face-to-face with the Lord, and I'll share a little bit, and we'll write some things down and process and get ready for it. We'll worship briefly, and then we'll have a full hour of soaking. And I know some of you came in later. There's only two people per pew. One of you will have your head down at the center, and, one of, and the other one will have their head on the aisle. And then the prayer team will be able to come. And if someone doesn't want to be touched, maybe we should say the back, the back um, row or something. We'll, we'll try to figure that out. If you don't want to be touched, uh, maybe speak to someone sitting in the back. But let's look for some moments now at what it is for him to be our comforter. There's a few scriptures on this list. We all know the scriptures in John. I'm pretty sure that Jesus is basically promising. The disciples are very discouraged. They don't want him to go away. 
But he promises them, unless I go away, I won't be able to send you the Holy Spirit to, di- to live within you. And he's going to be called the comforter. Now, we all know we could teach on the Holy Spirit for months. There's many aspects of his role. He convicts us of sin. He empowers us. He teaches us truth. There's many different aspects. He convicts us of sin. But this is one that we're going to focus on today, and that is that he's called the comforter. And one word for it is parakletos. It mentions here about representing in court. The true meaning of the word comfort is to ease or alleviate distress, feelings of grief, or to bring encouragement. I have always said for all of these years, I think it's Latin, come is with or together, and fort is, I think, old French for strong. So I love the thought that comfort is with strongly. So when we are with a friend comforting them, which we're meant to do, it says in scripture, we actually comfort others with the same comfort that we've received from the Lord. We are with that person strongly. Think about Job's friends. We always want to get critical of Job's friends, but they did something we probably have never done. They came and met with Job, and they sat there, and they cried with him for days. Have we ever sat with someone and wept with them for days? That's comfort. There's a sense of being with someone strongly. You're with them there. And then I feel like that's the way we think about the Lord as well. It isn't, some of us misunderstand comfort. It's like, yes, there's some alleviation. Yes, he comes. But it isn't that he takes everything away. It isn't that he just magically takes that difficulty away. It's that he's with us strongly in it. And his presence is what ministers to us. Now, we had wonderful sermons this morning from both pastors all about perseverance. And this is kind of perfect for today. We didn't even plan it, but the Lord did. Because in those difficult situations, we need comfort. In order to persevere, we've got to know his comfort. Because the difficulty isn't going to go away in some of our situations. It could be a painful marriage. It could be a difficulty with one of your children. They could be drug addicted. It could be just a sorrow, a sad place in your heart about how your children are doing their lives or how your spouse or how your friend or what's going on with your family, how dysfunctional. Some of you really today need comfort for the dysfunction of your family of origin, that it's painful to go home for holidays because, or you're just sad how things are changing or you're grieving um, the loss of your parents' memory, whatever it is. But those things may not change and yet the Lord will bring comfort. He will bring his presence. He will bring consolation. He will bring soothing. He will be with us in it. Now, allowing internal comforter to well up with us, we did sort of do that a little bit in singing in the spirit, and I just want to, here's the scripture. Singing spiritual songs is what we just did a few minutes ago, in English or in in your spiritual language. It says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is what we want in the midst of needing comfort. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Singing spiritual songs is how the word of Christ dwells in us, the scripture says here in Colossians 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I want to talk for a moment about songs of lament. I felt led to do this today, and it kind of fit with the the perseverance theme. 
Some of you don't understand yet the connection between lament and comfort, and it feels like, well, aren't those the opposite? Well, in a way, if we were to describe here what lament is, it's a song, poem, or a piece of music expressing grief, regret, or mourning. And yet, if you look at the bottom of that little section there, I say detachment, if we're detached from our heart and what it's feeling, it blocks our ability to be comforted. Does that make sense? If we're detached from our heart, it blocks our ability to be comforted. So then we're going to go after all these false comforts. We're going to try to escape. We're going to try to just deal with it in some other way. But it feels painful to connect with that place. Like I say here, connection invites his ministry of comfort. It's painful to connect. I think I say somewhere on this page, what we don't feel won't heal. What we don't feel won't heal. And that's a cute little saying somebody came up with. But there's some truth to it. If we're busy refusing it or pushing it away from us. So songs of lament, um, there's uh, lots of special people that have walked into my office. And some of them went home and they, they created psalms and songs of lament. And what that is, is it's giving your heart expression for what you need comfort for. Okay? So your heart is speaking out the lament. And what Pam brought up today was exactly what's on this page. Do you see this? There's actually 43 lament psalms that were sung in the temple. Experts say they were actually sung in the temple. You wouldn't think that. The temple's holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. But they were actually sung in the temple. Now when we think of David, a man after God's own heart, he did terrible things. Terrible things. Adultery, murder, of the, he, he orchestrated uh, the husband of his adulterous relationship to be killed. So the whole, that whole sense of the, the wrong that he did in his life, and yet he would go into the temple and lie before the Lord. And I, we have his laments, of course, for when he's being chased before that, probably. Being chased, some of them, I think maybe Psalm 51 might be after, but when people were trying to kill him and murder him, I believe the Psalms are there, just like Pam said, they're there to give us a voice. They're there to say, you have permission to express your feeling. You have, ex- you have permission and you can actually use David's words. They're not all David, Asaph or whoever those other people are. You can use those words to get yourself started, but you might also find yourself singing your own. So let's just sing for just a minute. I want us just to practice because, like I said, sometimes it will help to sing in the spirit and in English a song of lament as you're opening it so that the Lord then can come in and fill. So some of you want to even use your body right now. You're just saying, Lord, I'm opening, I'm opening my heart and I'm singing out the lament, okay? So that I then can receive your comfort. Then I can, there's room. Now years and years ago, you've heard, some of you have heard me say this a hundred times. The Lord spoke to me and he said, there's no room in the inn. Remember Jesus, there's no room. He said, your barns are full of pain and grief. And so there's no room for me there. So as we grieve, that's why I do these healing intensives. People feel like a hundred pounds lighter when they walk out. Because they've released the grief, they've released this, and they just feel there's room now for the Lord's comfort. There's room now for the Lord's presence to come in. So we're just going to sing again, I think E e minor would be great. We're just going to sing just briefly and probably some of the words David uses, okay? 
just sing. You can sing your own if you want to. My tears are my food day and night. Where are you, Lord? Have you forgotten me? I know you're there, but I'm not sure you can see me. I need your comfort here, O Lord. I feel all alone. Come, Lord, open this place in my heart. I open the place that does not trust you. I open this place that doesn't know that you are enough. I open this place that feels unable to be comforted. So you can see how that song of lament can help you open. And I think it goes deeper than just words. They are, is proof now, the brain scientists are saying that our brains actually respond. There's music actually impacts us in different ways. They also, I've been doing movement for 40 years, but now they're also saying movement impacts on a deeper level. So we want to do movement. Now, earlier I asked you to pet, it's, it sounds really silly and I don't care if, if I look weird because the Lord told me to do this many years, 40 plus years ago. It's like now they're proving that it does impact. Touch and movement does impact you in a deeper way. And the right brain, it helps change the left brain. So when you're saying, Lord, you are in here, or you say, Lord, you love me, you love me, that impacts a place down inside that you may not be aware of. You might say, this is silly, this is silly. Could you just try it for two weeks and just see? Just see if it impacts you. Try it for a couple of weeks. So these songs of lament, and you might do some of this um, today, I don't know. But I want you to at least, I wanted you to take home, I have 13 psalms, and I think it was Psalm 13 that you mentioned today, Pam. So you could add that in there, between the 9 and the 18. So these are lament psalms that you can use. But it isn't that you're going down in, watch my hand for a minute, you're going down in so that the cross is at the bottom, the Lord's open arms are at the bottom. You're letting it go, and you're being comforted, and then he's filling you back up. So if you do a lament, or where are you, God? I don't know what's going on. You could say, I can't say those words. I'm a person of faith. I'm a mature Christian. Of course I know he's right here with me. You're missing my point. We know and we know, but we're talking deep, deep down into the heart. I did a series of, of three for about the heart um, years ago here. It's not the sinful heart. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the inner core being the inner place in our being that is connected, it has emotions, it, has, it can have intimacy with God. So that place, we've got to connect with that place. Because otherwise, we're busy escaping. We'll look at that in a minute. So now let's look at the scriptures. Our God of all comfort. I love 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Praise, let's read them together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, And the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's a pretty awesome scripture. He comforts us not just in a few of our troubles, or some of our troubles, all. Some of you want to circle the all. And he's not just God of comfort, he's God of all comfort. And I love that the father of compassion is before that. He's the father of compassion. So compassion is all wrapped up in comfort. 
When he comes to comfort me, he's dripping with compassion. He's dripping with kindness. All of the fruits of the Spirit are obviously who he is. So he has deep compassion, deep sense of love and caring for us. Let's read Isaiah 66. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. But this first section is what you want to keep ministering to your own soul. Listen to what the Lord is saying as a mother. No, he's not female, and no, he's not male. He is neither male nor female, theologically speaking. He created gender for us here on earth. He created men and women. Fathers express one aspect of his nurture, and mothers express the other. So it's very important that we remember that. But here he says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. So we don't have to feminize God, but it's as the most healthy, whole, nurturing, cuddly mother comforts. The Lord is saying, so do I take you into my arms. And I don't have it here, but remember what David said. It's like I'm at your chest as a weaned child, just resting on mother's pillow. You know, the Lord put the mother, the mother has her bottle on her body. She has our bottle on her body. Lord, Lord created that right next to her heart. So as we nursed, we would actually hear her heartbeat. So he's all about nurture and comfort. He's the one that created breastfeeding. He's the one that created ma- the maternal body that would cause a child to feel cuddled and loved. Let's just keep reading the next three scriptures. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Let's just keep going. Then young women will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. And I do want to say, I do believe joy is the end result. But we don't have to always get to the joy to still be comforted. There's times we're just comforted and we just want to go to sleep. We don't need to have joy or laugh or we may not go into that realm. But we just feel like, I think shalom is such a wonderful word. It's so rich. Um, It's that all is well with my soul. I'm at peace I mean, I have well-being and all is well with my soul. I think that's part of comfort, is bringing us back into that shalom zone, that, that place of shalom that the Lord, he's Jehovah Shalom, he wants us to live in, in, in his comforting. Let's read uh, 2 Corinthians together. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. This really fits what we talked about this morning. So yes, we will go through sufferings just because of choosing what we believe is healthy for our body, as in the vaccine, or we will go through suffering because we're obeying the Lord in many, many different ways. But he will comfort. And that wonderful word, abound. Our comfort abounds through Christ. And the world is looking for comfort in many other places. We'll talk about that in a minute. Philippians 2.1. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. So here it is. We get encouraged by being intimate and united with the Lord. 
and we get comfort in his love. Like I said earlier in prayer, I feel like we want to think of comfort as one aspect of his heart of love. And I love the words tenderness and compassion. And you know, there's so many aspects. That's why we do face-to-face with all the different aspects of the Lord. Because we see him as warrior, and he's on his big white horse, and he's on his throne, and flashes of lightning. We have all kinds of images. But in this moment, even though he's all of those things at the same time, he's also tender and compassionate. And that's what we need. Now, I hope you took a moment to write down how you need comfort. I'm going to quickly walk through this. I'd say some of us need comfort for stress. Pressure, too muchness. It's just my little coined word. Now, I, I, some of you haven't thought of comfort. Well, I need relief from my stress. But I do believe we want to go to the Lord and say, I need your comfort. I am just overwhelmed. We can rebuke the spirit of heaviness. In fact, let's do those right now. <laughs> I feel like some of you have the spirit of heaviness, and we don't want that to hinder Father, we just exalt you right now. We say you are greater and mightier than the spirit of heaviness over us. And go ahead and just lay hand on your own heart and belly. Lord, I declare you are greater and mightier than the spirit of heaviness over me. And we say you are El Elyon. You are the most high God. And on the cross, Colossians 2, you disarm the powers. And so we declare it right now, out loud with your own voice. We declare you disarm this spirit of heaviness over me. The blood of Jesus rebukes you, spirit of heaviness. The blood of Jesus Christ rebukes you. And I am under the blood of Jesus. And Lord, root out of me the spirit of heaviness, this human spirit of heaviness. But Lord, right now we say any demonic heaviness, any dark spirit of heaviness, you are rebuked away from me, out of this place, off of us, off of our heart, off of our mind, off of our life. And that, Lord, we receive in in exchange into the cross, we receive back your shalom. The opposite of heaviness is your loving, caring presence and shalom. Your lightness of being, a lightness of being and a peace. And that you are able. I think so much of the opposite is, Lord, we declare you are able. And, Lord, you say, come to me as you are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Learn of me, which is a big process. My way is different. My way is easy. My way is light. So Lord, any moment we begin to come under the spirit of heaviness, we thank you will take authority like this. And then we will say, now, Lord, I need comfort for the heaviness. I need comfort for the weary place that feels crushed the place that has too much, that feels like a huge elephant is on my head. That's a picture I've had many times. Or this huge 1,000-pound weight is on my shoulders. Lord, we need your comfort for that. So continue down. Lord, and some of us need comfort for loss. And I'm just mentioning some in case you forgot something. Any kind of loss. It could be death of a loved one, sickness. It could be divorce. It could be loss of a job. It could be... Uh, loss of a friendship. I know people I prayed with yesterday at an event, they were grieving the loss of friendships because of the whole vaccination issue. There's literally people that have cut off from them because of the disagreement. There's deep losses there. And we don't judge our losses. We can't say, oh, that's nothing, or oh, that doesn't matter. It can be a a physical move into a new area, missing our familiarity. 
Another area could be a disappointment. We need comfort from any kind of disappointment at work, a lack of fulfillment, disappointment about children, about marriage, about a senior parent who's we watch them um, getting sicker or older. Um, any way that we're stuck in this disappointment and we um, are just stuck there. Also, I think the Lord sort of shared that some of you might be feeling sort of a disappointment about a re- close relationships or marriage, that you don't really feel seen, you don't really feel known, you don't really feel heard. As much as you love them and they love you, there's just depths that you aren't reaching. There's depths of intimacy and there's disappointment there, and the Lord wants to comfort you. He also wants to be your best friend, your spouse, whether you're single or married. He wants to come into that disappointment, and his comfort will be sometimes he himself is being what that that place needs. I have here, uh, we need comfort from the craziness in this world. I mean, you might not have thought of needing comfort for that. We need comfort. We can just lie there and say, Lord, I'm going to play some soaky music. I need comfort. I can't handle There is so much craziness going on all over the world, all the time, and even just in our own nation. You can barely turn on the news without being really inundated, overwhelmed with tsunami after tsunami of deception and craziness, things being done that shouldn't be done, that are putting our children at risk and harming the the vulnerable and are affecting us. So that you need comfort for. We need comfort for all discouragement. Anytime we get discouraged... The Lord wants us to not go through the disappointment, discouragement, and can go into kind of a despair and sort of roots of bitterness. It can kind of go down in there. We want to catch it when we're feeling the discouragement, and we want to process it through with Lord and get comfort. Not that the thing is going to change. The person, the child, the friend, the situation at work, that may never change, but we will be comforted. By the Lord. So it will be different. And I know that was alluded to today. When things aren't what we hope they would be. We also need comfort from um, waiting. I think sometimes in that waiting for what we know the Lord is bringing, we need comfort. We need comfort to last, to just be held. We need comfort in the persevering and the enduring. That sense that I am not alone in this. That's the comfort the Lord wants to bring. Let's take a moment and look at our inadequate comforters and our false comforters. Um, Go ahead and start writing those down. Maybe it's television. I I call television and movies a false rest or a false comfort. It's not that it's all bad. I'm not trying to say there aren't some sweet, meaningful movies out there. I'm saying what we're doing is we're not running to the comforter. We're running elsewhere. We come home exhausted from work or We're wiped out, and we we go to these things thinking they're going to comfort. And on the right, I'd like you to write, how do you feel afterwards? After you do the comfort food, after you do the comfort shopping, after you do the comfort masturbation, or looking at stuff online you shouldn't be looking at, all the body stuff. Is that really doing what you want? Is it really giving you the comfort? If it's an area of sin, you end up feeling far worse afterwards. You feel now, now you're kind of down the pit and you've got to repent and, and work out of your self-hatred. So the Lord wants to catch these false or inadequate comforters. And some of us are rushing to even be a ministryaholic. You know, we're trying to do too much. But the Lord wants us to 
be comforted by him. And healthy, I didn't put this down anywhere, but if you want to mention it somewhere, of course there's healthy comfort. I mean, I think hugging, hugging one another, holding one another, that we're the arms of the Lord, but we're also humanly comforting one another. There's good research that petting an animal, some of you have little furry things that aren't even alive that you pet, actually calms you down. It actually calms the brain, actually calms your breathing, calms down your stress. But I think God created animals with fur so that we would want to pet them. (laughs) But he also created nice hair so that we could stroke hair on our little children and on one another. So all of that is sweet, comforting. And I think faces and eyes and listening to one another, all of that is how we comfort one another. As we're with them strongly, we're listening to whatever it is that they're going through. Like Job's friends the first few days. We're listening to whatever, and we may tear up if they're going through a hard time, and we don't have to fix. Fixing is not comforting. You might want to write that down, some of you. (laughs) Fixing is not comforting. Comforting is saying, you're saying it, but you're being, I'm here, I'm listening. What, you know, is there anything I can do? And of course, offering to pray. I think music and water, taking a hot bath, taking a walk in nature, listening to soaking music, all of those things the Lord created so much around us. But just hugs, sometimes we just need to say, I need a hug. And the Lord, we can picture it being that person, but also the Lord can hug through each other. So let's list the false ones, and we're going to let those go in prayer. Because until we really let go of our false comforts, we aren't really going to him. We're going to the fridge. Uh, We're doing some things that are unholy. We are uh, turning to movies or thinking, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to sit in bed in front of the TV. Where you're actually getting more stress, to be honest. Your brain and even your adrenal glands with the number of stressful things in any television is is not helping you. So, Lord, we're just going to spend a moment. Lord, we just choose right now to repent. We just choose to repent, Lord, of the false comforts, the places that we have gone to try to comfort ourselves. Some of us have to admit we weren't even trying to comfort. We were trying to escape. It might be alcohol or prescription or not not even uh, prescription drugs. There's many things that we can use. We can use sugar. We can use uh, busyness. So all the places we go to escape that which we are feeling that needs comfort. So Lord, we begin by saying, Lord, we repent. We repent for not coming to you, the best and most perfect comforter. We repent, Lord, for every way we've turned elsewhere when we did not think of turning to you first. We thank you for the good, rich, wonderful ways that you have given us many loving people and arms to hold us and a shoulder to cry on and people to look in our faces and hand us Kleenex and listen. But we also thank you, Lord, that when we're all alone, we will learn to trust that you are sitting there waiting, that your face is looking 
into my face. Your eyes are brimming with tears as you weep. It says so well, weep with those who weep. Or just feel with those, have compassion, come passion, feel with that you are the compassionate Father, waiting. We don't have to see, we don't have visions, we can just choose to picture. We don't have to have some supernatural vision. You have already said you are the Father of compassion. We can choose to picture you there with us, looking at us. Whether we're in your lap, against your chest, sitting in front of you, we will choose to remember the word and the truth in the word. And we will picture you there with us or have a sense you are here as we pat the couch next to us or the chair in front of us. I don't see you, but you are right here, the word says. You are listening to me. You are caring for me. And Lord, I pray that some here will picture themselves turned sideways so that the couch is like your chest and their head is against your chest. Others will want to hold a pillow. Others will curl up in their bed and hold a pillow. But wherever they are, if they're in a huge chair and the chair is surrounding their body and they'll say, Lord, you are holding me in your lap like this chair. I'm leaning back against you in your arms, even as I place my arms, as you place your own arms across your belly and your heart. Thank you, Lord. Your arms hold me. You're not corporeal. You're not a flesh and blood person. But you are right here in spirit. And you are within me. You are holding me on the inside. So, Father, we let go now of these false comforts. We ask you to help me. Help me next time, Lord, when I instinctively want to go to the fridge, turn on the TV, watch a movie, binge watch movies, sweet movies, whatever it is I'm doing to escape or to somehow try to feel better. Help me remember you're waiting. You're right there waiting to see me. go ahead and fill the rest of the page out. I choose by the act of my will. What is it you're choosing to let go of? What is it you're choosing to believe? And you can just continue while he plays some quiet music. I need you and your comfort. Just go ahead and begin to write a note to the Lord. It could be your own psalm, your own Davidic psalm of how you need the Lord. And now would be a good time to make sure your phone is completely off because it would disturb us.
we want today to be a turning point. We want to trust you as comforter more than when we walked in. We want to expect you, but to not worry if we don't feel it. It's not based on feeling. We're not going to base our lives on feelings like the world, this sensual world does. We're going to base our heart's experience on the word and on truth. You are the father of compassion. You do comfort. You are my God of all comfort. So we're choosing to let go of the false and insufficient, inadequate, limited comforts. And we're choosing to invite you into these places in a deeper way to reveal, Spirit of the living God, you are the revealer. Spirit of the living God, you are the revealer. You reveal Jesus. You reveal Abba Father. You reveal the comfort that is possible. You reveal the heart of our triune God. The heart of comfort. our time of soaking. We're going to go ahead and worship. I know we've worshipped this morning, but we're just going to do a little bit of worship.
our heart, our chest, and another hand across our tummy, we thank you, Lord, that it's as if you are holding me. It's as if your arms are around me. But I'm also declaring that your Holy Spirit wells up in my, out of my belly will flow rivers right now, Lord. And our heart just symbolically, Lord, across our chest, that you are holding, you are holding me close to you. 
Father, we're not too proud to say we need a cuddle. (laughs) That comforting is much like being held close, being cuddled by you. And Lord, it's all right that we're big and we're adult and we're responsible and we're powerful in our different areas of responsibility. And yet, Lord, you said, come to me like a child. We come to you now hungry for your comfort, hungry for your comfort, hungry for your comfort. Thank you, Lord, that you come right now. Thank you, Lord. You come. You come to comfort me. Lord, I need you to hold me. Like my daddy never got enough And Lord, I need you to show me Resting in your arms can be so good So hold me like a father Never let me go Hold me close, hold me closer still. You've been only kind to me. In your arms is where. Oh, in your arms is where. Oh, in your arms is where. I long to be Oh Lord, I need you to hold me Like my mommy never got enough And Lord, I need you to show me around and touching you. You hold me close. 
just give you this time now as we breathe deeply as we breathe deeply as this next song plays that Lord we want to be in your arms of love we want to be held by you we thank you Lord even as this song plays that we're going to be breathing slowly slowly more and more slowly to calm our hearts down We breathe in your love. We breathe in. I want you to hold me. Breathe deeply. I want to rest in your arms today.
We breathe in your comfort and we breathe out our distress. We slowly breathe in your compassionate, loving presence with me in my life, in my situation. You are with me strongly. I am not forgotten. You are not too busy. I am not unimportant. You are not overwhelmed with managing this world or this universe. I declare you see me. You, El Roy, See me and comfort me with your loving eyes. You see me and my situation. 
into your chest of caring and compassion and comfort. I just sink into your chest of caring and comfort. Your chest is cuddly and warm and safe. And I let go of all heaviness, all responsibilities, all that is on me. receive your comfort, your understanding, your caring for all of these things I trust as I put them into your hands. I let go. You comfort my heart. You comfort my your shalom. All is well. I will help you. My spirit is your comforter. My spirit is your parakletos, your helper, the one who walks along beside my living presence with you. I go before you. You feel alone in it, not in your head, but in your feeling. But I am with you. I am Emmanuel. I am El Roy. I see you. I see where you are. I see all of these things on your heart. I see better than you see. I even see ahead. Rest in me. Allow me to enfold you in my comforting arms of love. Rest in my comfort. Trust as you pluck each of these things out of your mind, out of your heart. Them in my lap, that I am a God who is big enough. I am a God who is big enough. I am the great I am. I am sufficient. I am El Shaddai. I am bigger and 
see and I comfort and I draw close and I nurture. I kiss you on your forehead. I kiss you on your forehead. I kiss you on your forehead. I kiss you on your forehead because I love you.
your end. 
My love, says the Lord, is from everlasting to everlasting. My comfort reaches every part of your heart. There is no place in your heart that my comfort does not the 
speak it over your own soul and your mind. Baptize me. I receive a baptism of your warmth and your comfort in the name of Jesus. I receive. I receive a baptism of your warm comfort, nourishment, kindness, loving, Holding comfort. 
We gently command you places of fear. We have compassion for you. But the Lord says, I love you. I care for you. I know more than you do. Fearful, worried, anxious place. Come to me. Sink into my holding embrace. Allow me to baptize you in my comfort. Allow me to soak you, inundate you, refresh you, saturate you in my holy within you, well up my presence within you, arise, my presence within you, be dominant, my presence within you, go wrap every fear, every anxiety, every distress, every concern, every loss, As you wrap that place in your arms, you hug that place, you come and you bring a blanket, you wrap it up in your blanket, but you're hugging and holding that place of fear. You come and hold that place of fear. You come and wrap it up with your arms of love. perfect arms of love, your perfect arms of love, my perfect love drives out all fear, anxiety, worry, concern, my perfect love out all fear and Lord it's your wonderful comfort that wraps up our heart in warmth cherishing warmth cherishing loving caring
Lord, we choose to see a picture of you holding. I choose to see a picture of you holding me. I don't wait for a vision. It's in the word who you are. You are the father of compassion. I choose to see you with a face of compassion. Arms reached out, holding me. Flooding my soul with your nourishment, your goodness, your warmth.
With every breath out, I let go.
out and a hand on our belly to just bring closure. So we set a seal of the Spirit on what you have done today. We set a seal of the Spirit on what you have done today. I can do this at home, listening to this exact music on my phone or on my computer. And you can minister to me in my own bed, on my own couch, in my own chair, I will give you time to comfort me. I will give you time to comfort me. And some of us just want to say, Lord, I commit to this. I choose to commit to turn to you first as my comfort, as my nurture my infilling. That you are the one that I need when I think I need something else. So Lord, we all just agree in the name of Jesus Christ that you will continue to minister into our hearts in the name and power and authority of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over one another. We agree over our minds and souls and bodies and cars and homes and families. We rebuke the robber and the stealer and we loose the fullness of your will for our lives, Lord. That you desire us to minister out of rest to minister and pour out of the comfort that we have received. So we pray all of these things in the name of Christ. And Keith, if you could turn that down, we're going to close with the song a cappella, I'm in your arms of love. How about that? I'm in your arms of love. I'm in your arms of love. You're holding me still, holding me near. You're holding me still, holding me near. You're holding me still, holding me near. In your arms of love. I'm in your arms of love. I'm in your arms of love. You're holding me still.
holding me near, you're holding me still, holding me near, you're holding me still, holding me near in your arms of love. Amen. Amen. It's hard to end. I could go forever, but I know we're <laughs> a little bit late. I do encourage you, this particular, um, it, it's Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. And this one is cat, what, caught up. It's caught up, and it's a lion. When you see the little YouTube Tile, it's a lion, but when you open it, it's an ocean wave, a brownish ocean wave. And there's also Captivate. There's so many. They have so many. But I'd say Caught Up and Captivate are my two favorites. Thank you, prayer team, for helping lay hands on everybody. And thank you, Tim. (laughs) 